Hey everybody, this is Bryce's Aunt Aunt Zebby, and I haven't stopped in here in a long time to say hi to the Purple Pants Posse, but I got a bone to pick with my nephew. So, I wanted to be a good aunt and support my nephew and get his zaddy candle to do, okay? Even though his Uncle Earl is the zaddy of my life, oh, or Earl. But anyway, I didn't order the calendar. You know, I'm a little older, so I, I hard for me to click on the computers. And I just, I had been texting him and say, just send, send me the calendar and I'll send you the money and your next birthday card. But he ain't respond, so I had to click the link and I ordered the calendar. And it came in big bag. First of all, Uncle Earl saw it and got all mad at me. So I had to sleep on the couch last night. But anyway... I'm scrolling through the calendar, seeing all of these zaddies. Oh, Jesus. And my favorite calendar, my favorite month. Oh, oh, Aunt Debbie like, Aunt Debbie like December. What, what's that guy's name? Aaron, Aaron Murdoff. Oh, Aunt Debbie. Oh, Aunt, Aunt Debbie like it. Don't tell Uncle Earl, though. Don't tell Uncle Earl. Debbie! Oh, I gotta go. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah, and I am so excited that you decided to click that button wherever you click it and listen to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. Now, before we go any further, I need for you to subscribe to my podcast. Listen, you could do that on Apple Podcasts. You could do that on Spotify. Just make sure you click subscribe. If you could write a review, if you could tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to check out the Purple Pants Podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. Well, what's poppin' Purple Pants Posse and hello to all of our new listeners. How's everyone been doing? How y'all been coping with the summer saying bye-bye-bye-bye-bye? Okay. Was that the NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys? I don't know. One of the two. But yes, summer is coming to an end. We are getting ready for fall. We getting ready for them kids. Well, we ain't getting ready. Them kids is home on a computer, virtual learning, and everything. So it's a lot of changes going on, but we got to adapt adjust and be grateful for what we have, the experience that we have. And what we have is the present. It literally is a present that we are breathing, living, that you're listening to me right now and that we're here. And it's a decision. We can choose to make the best of it or we can allow our circumstances to define what it is that we're going to be. So I know that if you have chosen to listen to the Purple Pants podcast, then I know you can choose to make the best of your situation, whatever it might be, being home, being with the kids, or you might be going through a personal struggle of your own. Listen, you can choose to make the best of your situation. So that's what I want to just start the podcast off with is giving you life positivity breathing it into you and putting it into your ears so that your mind can digest it now what's been up with me you ask well you ask how i've been doing 
You know, you know, you want me to say it? Do you want me to say it? Do you want me to say it? Oh, you do? Oh, you do? You know. Okay, let me just. Okay. Uh huh. You do. Oh, you do. Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy as a. Oh, oh, listen. First of all, Jason. A jam. I li- I listen. I love my jams. I, I y'all must think I'm crazy because I literally had Jason send that to me as a file so that I could put it on my phone. I'd be in the grocery store, busy as a quarantine. Beep beep beep. Busy. Listen, I, listen. Let me know, Purple Pants Fossey, if you think that needs to be uh, the next single of Bryce Isaiah. Because listen, I, I'm thinking. I am thinking. But anyway, what have I been up to? You know, busy as a quarantine bee with work. Uh, my friend actually just graduated. Uh, I don't know if it's graduated or took a yoga training class over the summer and is a certified yoga instructor. And so I was taking some yoga this week. And baby, why y'all ain't tell baby boy yoga was... I, I, I've, I've taken yoga before, but it's been a while. And I, y'all ain't tell me yoga, the, the chunga roga pose, listen, or the chunga roga motion. Whoo, baby. It was a lot. But I really enjoyed just the time to check back in with myself. It's so important. And just the breathing techniques that yoga provides. It's truly so amazing. So I just wanted to shout out to my friend Chelsea. Uh, thank you for having me be a part of that experience. And, you know, just having your baby boy dip into some different things. And make sure you guys check her out. She just started a new Instagram. It's C B Yoga S E E. B-E-Y-O-G-A. Make sure you follow her and let her know your baby boy sent you. I was busy. Also this weekend working on some other projects that will be dropping soon. I had to help Wendell this weekend. Always last minute. I'm minding my business Saturday. Wendell's like, do you want to help me in the shop tomorrow? I'm like, I guess. And so I had to help Wendell on some projects. And so, you know, just trying to stay busy as a quarantine B with also getting the podcast done and just trying to check up on my friends. But what have you guys been up to? Let me know. What's the tea? What's going on? You know, I likes to hear about what's going on. But that's good. That's good. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, you did that? Oh, good, good. Oh, all right. All right. I'm listening. Okay. Keep them coming. (laughs) Seriously, though, I really do want to know what you guys been up to. So make sure you tweet me and say, baby boy, that's what I've been doing this week. Let me know. I want to know what the posse has been up to. However, I am so excited for this week's episode. Listen, we ain't this ain't the Purple Pants podcast. This episode, this is Purple Valley episode. Okay, listen, welcome to the valley. Welcome to the P, okay? Purple Pants Valley. So, I'm really excited for this week's episode. Uh, Let me just give you the rundown. So, on this week's episode, we've got our church announcements. I've got some really good church announcements this week. And then on the menu this week, I am welcoming one of the RHAP class of 2020, Mr. Brandon Chappelle, to the podcast to help me break down a new show on stars called called P Valley. Now this show has ended. It was only seven episodes, but it's a really, really good show. And so Brandon helps me break it down and Brandon is hilarious. So I hope you guys will enjoy it. And then I got my Kai 
Agian sister back with me this week, Jatia. We are breaking down Real Housewives of Potomac and baby, it's been getting juicy. So you don't want to miss that. I've also got Purple Pants Picks and I've got Freak of the Week, baby. So listen, I got you a nice little juicy, juicy episode here at the Purple Valley. Okay. So listen, let's get into these church announcements. I'm Laura. And I'm Ashley. We host a podcast called Idol Chatter, a Survivor fan podcast where we talk all about Survivor. We're currently working our way through old seasons and recapping each episode. We also do the occasional pop culture deep dive, bachelorette rant, and go on tons of tangents. What can I say? We're chatty. Anyway, we recently had Bryce on the show where we talked about his time on Survivor and discussed the diversity and anti-racism work within the Survivor community. We also got into a really beautiful conversation with Bryce about how he got into social work, how growing up in Philly impacted him, and so much more. Including his go-to McDonald's order and boxed wine preference. Very important stuff. After you finish this episode of Purple Pants and you want more Bryce in your life, check out this week's episode of Idle Chatter. It's out now. You can find our show on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search for Idle Chatter. A huge thank you to Bryce for coming on the show. And a huge thank you and shout out to the Purple Pants Posse for checking us out. Bye, guys. I seriously have the most amazing castmates. One day I was asked to join a Zoom call with Zeke, Brett, Chris, and Hannah. And getting on this call, I discovered that they had specially designed a survivor buff for me. Like they hired an artist and everything. They used my tribe colors, my favorite colors, my hashtag. The stage has been set. They put Grit Girl on. They didn't miss a single thing. And these buffs are beautiful. So not only is it amazing to have a buff with my own self on it, which is kind of funny. Um, But secondly, all the proceeds are going towards my medical bills. I don't have insurance. I'm in a co-op, so that does help. But every one of my chemo treatments is $13,000. So I, as many of you know, I put my trust in God not only to heal me and bring a miracle, but to take care of these medical bills. And a huge part of that is the generosity of the survivor community and especially my tribe mates. So many of them have been beyond amazing. And Bryce, you are included in that bunch of family that I consider those that are there with me through thick and thin and will help see me through this. So thank you so much for your support get an amazing buff because they're so cute Sunday is such a, a true inspiration and really just inspires me every day um, just giving her situation and how open she has been with her battle of cancer and you know my mom recently on the last Barb's message had spoke about her recent battle with cancer and when my mom was dealing with a lot of things I would oftentimes send my mom to Sunday's page to just see what Sunday was up to and her updates that she does and my mom truly got so much out of it so for me I just had to support anything that I could do to help support Sunday so you know your baby boy got a buff and make sure you guys go to Sunday's page on Instagram or you go to Zeke's page on Instagram and click the link in their bio 
show to help support Sunday and order a buff in a super cute. It's a man who is a menu. Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who is a menu. Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And keeping the menu rolling, I'm so excited for this segment. I can't tell you. Whew, Chile. Now, I've been on my Twitters talking about this show, and it ain't really been, you know, catching, you know, wildfire like Game of Thrones or something. But listen, I like what I like, and I don't like what I don't like. But there is a show on Stars called P-Valley. And I have to say, Joey Hatch, a friend of the show, kept telling me to watch it, kept telling me to watch it. And then when I went on my road trip with Wendell and Joey, one night... After we all had a couple of cocktails, Joey was like, oh, I'm putting this on for you. And baby, let's just say I was in episode three. Wendell was snoring and farting. Joey was snoring and I was hooked. So I figure, you know what? Let me bring P Valley to the Purple Pants podcast. But I don't feel like I could do it alone. I feel like I need some spice to help me out. And so, you know, with the class of 2020 going on at RHAP, I figure, you know what? Let me reach out to the class and see what's popping. But you know, this person, he got left back behind. He had to do summer school a couple of times. So he really was supposed to be the class of like 1973. But you know, whatever happens, I'd like to formally welcome to the podcast, Mr. Brandon, even though he liked to go by Chappelle. But listen, I, listen, Brandon, it is like, no, welcome to the podcast. Chappelle, what's popping? Thank you, Zachary. It's happy. <laughs> yes, I, I am Chappelle. No one calls me Brandon, but Bryce, you can call me Brandon if you want to. I am very happy to be here to talk about P Valley with you today. Um, Bryce, am, am I the class of 2020 clown? Am I the class clown? No, you're not the class clown. You like you was definitely probably I would say like in the class that you you know that one class that every high school had that had like mm-hmm. four people in it that we yeah, would like walk by. The, yeah, yeah, wait, that was you. The, the bad class though. No, no like honestly, not, that's a personal story that I told you behind the scenes, not okay, on air, bad. not in expect for you to share it but thank you um i'm happy to be here to podcast with you despite your disrespect but thank you bryce for having me on your show (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad you got out that classroom i'm I'm glad you graduated (laughs) i'm glad you're here and more importantly about my educational background bryce please listen i'm sorry are we we can talk about your work ethic because i know you're supposed to be working nine o'clock but at 10 45 you be tweeting i'm on my way to work i'm like well how are you on your way to work and it's nine o'clock is this somebody dropped or a disposition like what are, what's happening here somebody <laughs> drop the supervisor's addy because i need to send them an email because i listen if we telling supervisors then i'm gonna tell yours about all uh, this creamer you've uh, been stealing okay let's be very clear i remember the bar- early days borrow it's borrowing <laughs> there's a yeah. difference mm-hmm. i'll be borrowing there's time too <laughs> i borrow time off the clock so i, I understand you ain't, you ain't like at my job we call it flexing okay <laughs> A lot of the times people be like, well, how you got that time to flex? It, mm-hmm. this, don't worry about it. Right, right. I stayed late for lunch one time and, and, okay. and, and I came okay. in a few minutes early. I, 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 I be working at home sometimes. Okay. It's COVID. You don't, you don't know my life. I'm good. Listen, I'm good for that. They be like, uh, <laughs> I, first of all, I just eat my lunch at my desk. And then for me, that's working through my lunch, right. even though I'm eating and <laughs> right. on YouTube and watching The Breakfast Club. But, right. you know, listen, I'm working through my work? lunch. Right. Was I at work? Was I yes. clocked in? Then I was I at my desk. Was okay. I at my desk? Was because I could have been at lunch, but Listen, I wasn't. Did I have a pen in my hand? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Y'all don't know. Y'all went there. I feel you, Bryce. I, look, that's I listen. What I'm saying. It could be a fork. It could be a pen. But listen, who knows? Who knows? Listen. Because <laughs> we can go to HR, Mindy. We can go to HR. 
Yes, Melinda. We call her Mindy for short. <laughs> Uh, oh, but anyway <laughs> so p-valley it is such a first of all i just have to say my mom miss barb she texted me the other day and was like are you watching p-valley and i'm like bitch what are you doing watching p-valley my mama bet not watch see your mama see you be giving your mama too much leeway my mama bet not call me by no p-valley i'm at look jackie don't make me roll up in there and get you off the Look, I'll get you off the couch and I'll get back in there to watching um what, what they watch what the old women watch Murder She Wrote. Uh Murder ain't, no, she in, wrote. ain't no Empire reruns on Greenleaf. You know, like, <laughs> Greenleaf. Okay, Jackie, you can yes. watch Greenleaf. <laughs> Look, it's some lifetime movies on because she okay. stay on them, all right? But, but listen, you ain't don't, hate on the, Valley, don't hate on the lifetime movies, okay? I, indeed. I'm here for the <laughs> no. I, listen, I'll be waiting for December, okay? Give give me the twenty. <laughs> Not days the Christmas, Christmas movies, no. Listen, if I have to see another movie about a businesswoman who goes back to her small town and falls uh, in love and with the guy from high school, <laughs> with the, listen. <laughs> he's the groundskeeper at her, at her dad's business and she got to save the business and now she don't listen. know if she wants the corporate world of love. Look, if listen. I got to watch another one of those around Christmas, I'm going to blow up. <laughs> listen, Chappelle, those are aspiring, okay? <laughs> and you need to get your priorities together. Not that's what, not, not that's the life you want to live. I feel like, okay, <laughs> we can all dream. <laughs> we can all dream. Listen, <laughs> I want to go back home. I mean, I want to drive 15 minutes away. But anyway, <laughs> P-Valley, because I'm not doing this with you, Chappelle, because listen, I can go all day. So <laughs> P-Valley is on Stars. The first season just aired. And it was another thing that kind of pissed me off about it was it, it was only seven episodes. So it's mm-hmm. very easy for you guys to catch up. Me and Chappelle have been DMing. I said, you watching P-Valley? He said, I'm already caught up. You need to catch already. up. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. He, Let me catch the, up. He's been behind for weeks. Like I was like, man, you gotta binge because this this last what was the last episode was uh Sunday. So yes. you had to play catch up. I've been borrowing somebody's stars account all week, so I know you can catch L- up. I know you got your own L- stars. Listen, I've been making my own email okay. accounts as look, well too to get look. them seven day subscriptions. But look, when when let you use his stars account, he ain't using it. Listen, no, Wendell <laughs> is on my seven day subscription. <laughs> no! Okay, <laughs> yeah. Wendell is a frugal <laughs> Betty. <laughs> So, for you guys that are like, okay, when y'all going to get to P-Valley? It's not me, it's Chappelle. Wow, so, wow. P-Valley is actually about a strip club. And it is a real-life strip club. And it is located in Mississippi. However, Chuck for Alyssa, the... Mississippi, specifically. Yeah, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> in case wait, you ever wait, wanted you... to go. <laughs> said, it's, a, it's a fake city. And Chuckalisa is not a real city. But that's where P-Valley is uh, filmed. But it's... But I thought that it was like... So, wait a minute. So, oh, it is in Mississippi. Okay, but mm-hmm. it's actually filmed in Atlanta, but mm-hmm. it's in Chuckamacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacacac
he is being as though after he gets a fresh shape up of his beard but <laughs> uncle clifford runs this strip club he is an androgynous character he likes to wear wigs heels makeup at times other times he'll dress as a male gender but a lot of the people may see him and be like oh my god this just this gay guy but don't let that fool you uncle clifford is a hustler uncle clifford is a nurturing character uncle clifford is like what really holds the purple together and that is where i say the pink the pink child i'm saying the purple listen listen uncle cliff is a bad bitch can i say that on your podcast okay he's 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 gender non-conforming i think I think oh. he just kind of, he marches at the beat of his own drum. And oh. uh, like you said, if his, his beard is lined up, but his hair is gelled up and weaved up. So, oh. you know, ba- uh, Uncle baby Cliff is going to do what he needs to do. Right. For yes. the guys. Ain't that a thing? Yes. Just, yeah, here no. you go. But so for me, I always talk about there's this up and coming rapper called Saucy Santana. Um, He's got a song, a huge song that like hit the waves. <laughs> walk him like a dog, sis. Walk him like a dog. Oh, so for me, Uncle Clifford is very much a Saucy Santana. And mm-hmm. a lot of the people, because I don't know about you, I am a troll of I love to go online and I love to read the comments. And I do not. I, I, well, <laughs> see, I, I love to read comments. And I, like sometimes I get up at like three in the morning and I can't sleep and I'll read comments. And so for me, what I love about P-Valley is shining a light on a a group of people that does not always get shined a light on and a lot of the mm-hmm. times when i was reading the comments they're like oh it's no real life people like uncle clifford it's just made for tv like no actually uncle clifford's been around since milk and cereal however <laughs> like they're just because please every community has them every family has them but they just don't talk about it and so for me i just love the spotlight on a black queer person and living in their truth i'm all about living in your truth and so i just appreciate uncle clifford so he, he runs p i'm about the, to, I'm the pink p, the pink uncle I, Cliff I so, run runs the pink not the purple and bryce i think you make a good point uh uncle cliff is he is like the centerpiece of this organization this, this uh strip club you know like so he's not like a background token character uncle you can't no. watch this show and not get uncle cliff because he's running things he's not just there he is the boss and he's keeping all these strippers you know employed um kind of depending on what episode you watch um right. but yeah so you know so I, I appreciate uncle cliff being uh being somebody who is highlighted instead of hidden I also will go to say like he's not actually just a centerpiece of the pink. He's actually a staple in the community mm-hmm. and he is respected in the community as a businessman. And that's what I, I really love about uh, this show is that they just have him as a, a leading actor, as a leading cast member, not just some frivolous like, you know, trope that they can use. And so what it is, is the pink is a strip club. It's a hole in the wall. And for me, I love hole in the wall bars. Back in the Have day, you explained to, to your listeners what a hole in the wall is? So m- maybe you can explain it better than I can. So we, 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 how the, would you describe the, a hole in the wall? Well, the song say a hole in wall is a room, you know, smoke filled room with whiskey and chicken wings. Right. And I'm oh. sure you can find those things at the, at the pink, um, maybe illegally, but they there. But I think I think you're right. The pink is a hole in the wall. I mean, it's a small club. Um, It's probably two two entrances, you know, one well, one entrance, one exit, you know, that kind of thing. There's probably a bathroom, but the pink is it's kind of nice on the inside. Have you? Have you gotten into some of the special rooms? Oh, it's not your average hole in the wall. No, for sure. For sure not. Definitely. Paradise Room is definitely one of my favorites with the clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Okay. I ain't even going. I listen. Okay. Ten nine eight. Seven six Chappelle four three two one because we're going to stay on topic here. Gotcha, so gotcha. the pink is a a strip club and where they're at in Mississippi, close. Mm-hmm. They are revamping. I would like to mm-hmm. use the term gentrification, but in the show it looks like it is a small town and a major mall and casino want to come in. So we have the antagonists of the show are the mayor and these other people that work for the mayor that have this agenda to build a casino. However, where the pink lies is the pink is this waterfront property that they need to have in order for the casino to be built. So that's really kind of like the basis of the show is that we've got the pink and then we've got these people that want to come in and tear down the pink. So Mm -hmm. the whole series, the pink is, well, I mean, probably more than the series but the life of the pink it looks like it is fighting to see another day Mm -hmm. and within the pink we meet our strippers and so for me there are three strippers that stick out there are mercedes there's autumn and then there's mississippi so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna leave it to Chappelle to start breaking down the girls of the night all right let's talk about it then all right so uh let's start with my my personal well depending on what episode but right right Right. I was about to say, because if you say in Mercedes, I did not start liking I mean, Mercedes until episode four, but go ahead. Oh, uh, no, I was all in on Mercedes day one. Let me tell you something oh. about Mercedes. Oh, yeah. Mercedes, she kind of give you like, like, uh, cash doll vibes. Like, she not oh. as old as she look, but she's still fine. You know, that kind of oh. thing. But I, yeah, yeah. Mercedes is a baddie. She, uh, is the, the, she's the boss of the strip club. Okay. She's running things. Like, Uncle Cliff is the, the, the manager, but she is the, what do you call her? A bottom bitch stripper. That's, that's his that's what they A1 say. bottom bitch sweetest tab stripper okay and so um mercedes is the stripper or she's the headliner and mercedes Dang. her thing is that she's trying to get out of stripping she's trying to escape the strip club like that uh that white movie sin city she's like just like jessica alba in there she's trying to get out so she she's been stripping for years and she's trying to save up to get her own like uh, uh dancing gym she wants to uh to to lead her the girls in the city into like majorette dancing and perform and performances so she needs to save up her stripper money and she's all she's almost done at the beginning of the season but she runs into some roadblocks for sure um Next. Definitely. Yeah. And um, then she ne- she encounters Autumn, right? Autumn, who is a a newer stripper to the the pink. She mm-hmm. kind of comes in and she's got a past. Autumn is by no means she's very beautiful and she just has a past. And we can't really tell what her past is. She mm-hmm. has a lot of flashbacks. Uh, you know, sometimes she'll be like stripping and then she'll have a flashback, or in the middle of the night, she'll be laying down and she has flashbacks. But Autumn, like in the beginning of the series, is definitely question mark to me like I don't know what her purpose is but she's a very pretty young girl it looks like she's on the run it looks like she's hiding from something and she comes into the strip club and she wants a job Uncle Clifford offers her a job but Uncle Clifford don't you know he don't give no slack to nobody listen you want a job you're gonna have to work for your job and there was like some debate early on about like her ID and that he held her ID he was like well I I forget what what did he want from her before he would give her ID back Uncle Cliff might have been extorting her or blackmailing her Um, so she because the strip club uh, is in danger of being like bought, you know, that area is being uh, 
trying to be bought by that casino, he wanted Autumn to go and like kind of be his spy and go and meet one of the developers and talk to yes. him and get the information from him. And so he kept her ID because Uncle Cliff, he's not no fool. He recognized early that that ID was fake. And so he, so Autumn's background is going to be a major point in the, um, in the, in the show through flashbacks and through other encounters because that's the thing that's keeping her at the pink. But that's also the thing that might be tying her to that, uh, to the casino developers for sure. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. And so as Autumn's character develops, we see her going to these check cash and places withdrawing large sums of money. And I'm like, well, girl, what's going on? Look, can, mm-hmm. can you can you pay my cable? Can Listen. you pay my $7.99 for my stars is what I'm right. asking. Also, if you're a stripper, where you getting all this money from and, and you don't got a strip for it? What's that? What's what's, right. what's going on with that? Mm-hmm. And so, right. And so it really looked like she and sometimes I question whether or not did she come to the strip club to meet people to help her or did mm-hmm. she just come to the strip club as a hate? And I really just kind of thought about that as we we're talking about it. But mm-hmm. she starts withdrawing a lots of money throughout these check cash and places. And at first, her and Mercedes have a love hate relationship. Mercedes is the headliner, and as the headliner, you know she's held to a certain standard. And also, so, wait before you continue. Also, okay. Mercedes is dark skin, and Autumn is very much a light skin. She high that, yellow, now, and so in in our community, Bryson, you can speak on this, but colorism yes. is a thing. And so very Autumn much comes so. in. Yeah, she comes in with no stripper background her resume is tarnished we don't know we don't know where she's been stripped at before we ain't never seen autumn she she don't look like she don't come in dressed as a stripper she comes in and, and her what she called her Issa laurent she comes yes. in and, and that outfit and then she picks up the the floss and next thing you know she's a stripper so mercedes felt like listen you only getting this kind of attention from these uh you know these strip club attendees because you you light skin you know you ain't got she ain't got that ass like mercedes got you know what i'm saying so why they paying Very, you it's because you, you right. know so i think there was some tension there because of the colorism aspect don't you think absolutely and absolutely that plays into Mer- uh, autumn's role as a a fairer skinned african-american she you know their uh, colorism is very much so real and a lot of the times people that tend to get movie roles people that tend to be the face of things they tend to be like you know a beyonce color but then mm-hmm. the kelly Rollins of the destiny's child don't really rise to that level so i i absolutely felt as though mercedes felt that However, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was that brought Mercedes and Autumn together, but you know, they they kumbaya did out and you know, Mercedes and Autumn started getting this money together where they would get these fake IDs and that they would get all of this money. Now we're unsure as to like why that Autumn is getting all of this money, but you know, at this point, you know, we need the money. Now I'm kind of like jumping all over the place, but it's okay. It's mm-hmm. very natural in the Purple Pants podcast. So <laughs> then we will talk about Miss Mississippi. Go ahead and, yes. and explain. M I crookletter 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 humpback humpback <laughs> Mississippi is like she she is just originally she's kind of pl- played as this like a uh, random stripper right she's very pretty she's um you know built like a a productive stripper would be built um and so she she's just in the club but Miss- Mississippi has a, a really like present dark side and that side is that she seems like she's being abused at home she's coming to the strip club with bruises on her face she's and she can never explain the bruises and everybody in the club kind of knows that she has an abusive uh relationship at home she also is a new mother mississippi's baby is like i don't know it couldn't be more than a year old for sure maybe like five months and so um if that 
And so she's not only a new mother, but she's abused and she has a strip to pay the bills uh, for whatever reason. And so Mississippi is, she starts off as kind of like a sympathetic figure, but as the show goes on, Mississippi evolves and she kind of steps into the role as Mercedes is trying to leave the strip club. Mississippi is very much trying to become Uncle Cliff's new headliner. And so we see the evolution of Mississippi and we also get a glimpse into her business acumen. She's actually, um, she uh, seems to be pretty talented in marketing herself. So Mississippi becomes somebody that you're rooting for by the end. Right. And so let's just tell the quick story of, so Mercedes is saving to get this gym over the years. She saved $20,000 and we mm-hmm. meet Mercedes mom, who is a, a deaconess, I would probably say <laughs> in the church. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I really love about the P Okay, I'm just going to say the P, but P Valley is that although if you just watch an episode, you're like, oh, it's just a strip club. All you see is girls shaking their butts and and boobs everywhere. And for some people like Chappelle, that's enough. But for others, for me, it is you get to see so many different aspects of what I will call authentic life. And mm-hmm. so Chappelle has brought up colorism. And I'm like, wow, man, that's a real thing. Uh, also with Mississippi, we see abuse. We see a woman hiding abuse. Also with Uncle Cliff, we see a, a gay man being a business owner, but not really fully respected. And then with Autumn, we have a, a woman hiding her past. Then when we get deeper into Miss Mercedes, y'all know I'm a social worker, we learn that Mercedes has, has a child, but gave her child up um, and do somewhat of protective services so that for me i'm like oh okay that kind of piques my interest a little bit then Mm -hmm. we meet mercedes mom who is heavily into the black church now for many people that have ever attended a black church there are some black churches that are more liberal and some black churches that aren't more liberal and so for me another like really interesting thread that came to be about was with mercedes mom she wants to be a lead pastor um and so like the church that I grew up, we had a, a pastor, we had a, and we had several other pastors in the church. And so the, the senior pastor would always preach, but some Sundays the other senior pastor would preach. But in a lot of like black churches, and I'm not sure how in other communities they are, I can only really speak to my community. Um, sometimes in a lot of old school, like black Baptist church, females are not allowed on the pulpit like at all. And so with Mercedes mom being a deaconess and has, you know, aspiring dreams, she's a singer, but she also wants to preach. And the one thing about Mercedes mom is that she actually can preach and people listen and flock to her. So, but Mercedes actually has a, and another thing, another common trend is when we talk about generational issues, we also see that theme in P-Valley where Mercedes was not raised by her mother. Then Mercedes has a child and she's not being raised by Mercedes but Mercedes is actively trying to be a part of her child's life which is a huge point as to why Mercedes wants to open up this gym she wants to open up this gym so that she can have more access to her daughter but in Mercedes case with her mom there's obviously some a turbulent history I, I, I don't know what it is but the money that Mercedes has been making every night at the strip club she has then been giving it to her mom to put in the church's account now at mm-hmm. first I'm like well what Mercedes Mercedes don't got a bank account, but right. then I had to like rewatch it. They Mercedes was actually doing her mom a favor. So the church is like any other church; they want to grow, and and church they is a very fun. right. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. The, okay. The, the the roof is leaking, right? But with 
any church, it also is an organization and a profitable organization. So this church wants to grow and expand. They want to get a loan. But in order to get a loan, they have to have a certain amount of capital in the savings that just the tithes and offerings aren't bringing in. So as a favor to her mom, Mercedes has been allowing her mom to deposit her strip club earnings into the church's bank account so that it looks like the church has more money so that they will be eligible for a higher loan. Now you mm-hmm. take it from here, Chappelle, because I feel like you about to spice it up. I mean, it is, it is spicy. So like if you if y'all are still listening to this and y'all are into y'all are thinking I might I might get into P Valley. Listen, you want to talk about a villain? Mercedes' mom is everything that a villain can and should be for me. Okay, because she you want to you want to root for her naturally because she's in the church. Maybe depending on how you feel about churches, but whatever. She comes from a, a place that's generally looked at as a as a positive thing. But she's getting this money on the side from Mercedes, and you're like, man, Mercedes is you know, uh, giving the church money. Look at that. But the church benefits, like Bryce was saying, from having that money in their account so they could get loans and things of that nature. But Mercedes benefits too. I don't know if y'all watch Ozark, but if you're making a lot of money and you don't want to be taxed on it, you gotta, you know, if you don't want the government to find out about that money, you gotta, you gotta launder it. And uh, that money, strip club, strippers don't, strippers don't pay taxes. And so they ain't got no W-2. So, you know, you put that in the church fund and then the money is clean at that point. You can deposit it into the bank and all that stuff. So it benefits Mercedes as well. The issue comes when Mercedes oh. needs to get her money because oh. she's ready to buy her gym. Oh. And Mercedes approaches her mom to buy, like, hey, mama, I need my 20 stacks because um, she got $20,000 and she's picked out the perfect location. This is what she wants to do in order to get her child back in her life. She's going to start this business. She's going to have money. She got a room in her house for the kid. Everything's going to be great. And Mercedes' mom decides, I'm going to use the money that Mercedes has been letting me hold to start my own church. Okay. She, so Chappelle ain't even telling the story good enough. So okay. literally Mercedes found the place. She's got a realtor. The realtor's like, well, listen, girl, uh, these type of properties in this area, because you know the casino coming, uh, they're mm-hmm. going fast. So literally Mercedes has been advertising at the pink Mercedes last dance. Okay. All people from Obokali to Mokatika to Lakabatika, they coming down to Chapalikabatika. They all coming down for to Mississippi to see Mercedes in her last dance. Mercedes is getting dialed up at her last dance and her realtor calls her or texts her and says, hey girl, I got another buyer on this property. I need you to come down here now to put the deposit down. So all week, Mercedes has been trying to get in contact with her mom can't get in contact with her mom she texts her mom and saying mom I really need you the, the realtor said I need you now come here so Mercedes literally getting ready to so uh, boom 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 that's me on the pole right now hold on wait okay okay boom price of last dance okay who ooh who ow ooh ooh that's my back that's my back that was my back that was my back okay my, my last dance was quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Mercedes is getting... <laughs> don't do me. <laughs> Mer- Mercedes was literally getting ready to go on stage. She runs to the spot where she's supposed to get... Like, literally runs to the location. And she's calling her mom. She's not picking up. Then the realtor comes out. And the realtor's like, unfortunately, someone else just put a deposit down. And don't you know, if that was me, if that was me supposed to be giving my last dance, uh-huh. don't you know, Barb walks out of the property <laughs> and is the person that put the money down in true Mercedes fashion, Mercedes goes to whooping her mama's behind. She okay, ass. not just a, not a whoop whoop, like a I mean, whop whop. 
Okay, a little richer. A wop, bop, a loopa, da bop, bop, bop. Like, whoo. Yeah, I mean, Tutti she, fruity. she beats okay. the brakes off that woman. They put her in the police car. They send them to jail. And while this is happening, the pink is still having Mercedes last dance, but there's no Mercedes. Yeah, and remember, and the pink is the pink is in danger of being, you know, of being like closed and put up for Four auction, clothes. so this casino can come and take it away. And so they need somebody to step up. And Uncle Cliff decides, look, I'm about to entertain these people. Now I had to pause the show because I was like, listen, if Uncle Cliff, Uncle Cliff, y'all ain't uh, no small, they ain't a small character. He's a he's a he's a stout individual. He's a tall one, but he he's, he's stocky. Listen, if Mercedes last dance, and if I drove from you know, uh, uh, right. Listen, all the way to Chuckalisa and Uncle Cliff get on the sta- on the stage. Somebody else getting fought, and it ain't Uncle Cliff. I'm beating up everybody. I'm beating up the the, the Uber driver. Everybody got to go. So Uncle Cliff is getting ready to do this, but his saving grace is Mississippi. M I cricket letter, cricket letter, I cricket letter, cricket letter, I. Humpback, humpback. I decides to get on stage and take Mercedes' place. And Mississippi does what needs to be done. And she does what needs to be done. And another theme that I love about this show is that she went viral. That night, somebody, like, put on Instagram her stripping. And, like, overnight, she got over 100,000 followers. And so, she kind of sort of, like, rises to fame. And as she rises to fame, so does her confidence in a way. Mm -hmm. And she sort of becomes the headliner. Now, I don't want to give everything away about P-Valley because I do want to leave some suspense for our listeners. Mm-hmm. But the last person that I want to talk about, um, and I think you know where I'm about to go with this, hey. because this, uh, I I will have to say, I'll, I'll preference this by saying another thing that I liked about P-Valley, another thread that I liked about it was they, not only did they highlight Uncle Clifford as a main character, but Uncle Clifford has a a love interest. Mm-hmm. And for me, being a openly gay black man, and you know, I'm in my early my late twenties to early thirties, I have had my experiences with mm-hmm. the men's. Okay. And so what I will say to this is that the the accuracy of the love interest with Uncle Cliff. I'm I'm saying I'm saying Uncle Cliff. Ooh, rest in peace, Uncle Cliff. With um, <laughs> with Uncle Uncle Cliff is that it is it's so accurate. And for me, that accuracy just can't be coming from storytelling. There has to be a a young black or a black queer person on that star's writing team because mm-hmm. there is a a rapper by the name of Lil Murder. Lil Murder, okay. Marquez, okay? Lil Marquez. Lil Marquez, Lil Murder. <laughs> and so even on the first episode, we get to see Lil Murder. He is a, in my opinion, an okay looking guy. And he is, I, I don't know what the, the, the issue is as to why he's at the pink. And then he has an interaction with Uncle Cliff that for me is how people really are like they they had an interaction he says something kind of smart uncle cliff has a smart mouth says something back and it led to a an entanglement of sorts oh come on entanglement yeah okay all right and it was and again as polar opposite as Lil murder and uncle cliff is there is an attraction and believe it or not and for me I, what i love again i can't say it enough and i know Chappelle like if he don't shut up but for me what there is is that like a lot of people look at uncle cliff as and are like, oh, he's disgusting. He's repulsive. But okay, and that's fine. That's your opinion. But baby, please believe that also the same amount of people that look at him as repulsive and disgusting look at 
him with attraction and lust mm-hmm. and interest. And so somebody of the character of Little Murder who plays this very heterosexual, very, you know, gangster, I'll use the term, rapper, is intrigued by Uncle Cliff. And oh, yeah. he wants to pursue Uncle Cliff. And for me... I know I keep going on and on and on and on and on and on. But I've got experiences with little murders in my life. Oh, and yeah. Talk the, about it. Like, you, the way you meet them, like, for instance, I don't even want mm-hmm. nobody Tell to blast. Tell us. No, we listening. No, we listening. What's their know, names? Th- their there names. are people in Ooh. the circles of people Ooh. that I roll with. Talk about that, it. That, you know, that may have been on Survivor. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. I'm not <laughs> saying the, the person that I... I'm Air just saying. I'm out. just saying Air that I mess with you. my heterosexual friends. I've been around mm-hmm. some of their friends, and some of their friends have very, in my opinion, openly like come at me. And for mm-hmm. me, I've been like, oh my god, like they joking. They can't be serious. Like, are you really like you know clutching and your pearls? Listen, uh-huh, I see. Listen, I- I've been in some entanglements, and for me, uh-huh. what again? It's just so interesting because verbatimly, the things that Little Murder would say to Uncle Cliff, like, I want to go out. Like, I want to take you out. And I felt like at one point in time, minus the makeup, the lashes, and the wig, that I'm like... You was Uncle Cliff, weren't you? I'm like, where you want to take me? Like, you, like, (laughs) because, like, I I just feel like these men that are not comfortable with their sexuality, when they are behind closed doors and they are able to finally feel comfortable, they, they talk a lot of shit. And so... So mm-hmm. just the whole relationship of Lil Murder and Uncle Cliff very much intrigues me. It intrigues me because it is very, very valid. Like it's ve- like that's not a storybook movie. Like that's how it really happens. And so mm-hmm. we there's issues obviously in Little Murder and Uncle Cliff's relationship because uh Little Murder wants to be a rapper and Little Murder has friends that want him to be a rapper. But the word on the block from through some of his friends is that little murder like boys and mm-hmm. so that just can't be and you know little murder has to find himself but he obviously wants to still entangle with uncle cliff and at the <laughs> same time uncle cliff needs to really 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 figure out his worth this is little murder saying this not me but like do you really want to continue to suck in the dark or do you want to be in light and know your worth so that for me really kind of pulled me in with that storyline amongst the other great storylines and so that's really where I want to leave it off with Chappelle because I really mm-hmm. want to just wet they whistles mm-hmm. to the peak but what else what were you I'm, I'm curious as your take as a, a heterosexual African American male what was your take on the Uncle Cliff and Little Murder scenario or yeah. I, I was about to say elopement but no, oh, entanglement. no uh, entanglement is good entanglement is good I think uh, yeah I, I watched it and I saw I saw Little Murder making moves and you know I was I, my eyebrow was raised I, you know Uncle Cliff is a very specific type um and so if you like that kind of thing that's what you like and uncle Mur- like little murder was he was moving that direction murder. yes uncle murder that's they they ship name but um <laughs> they yeah but uh he was moving his direction so you kind of get glimpses of that in the beginning but like you said little, little murder is spitting game he's saying stuff like i want to take you out and, and uncle cliff he ain't new to this you know he knows we can't go nowhere without people looking at at me because I, I mean look at him he's got right on you know he's coming with his fingernails like he gonna be seen and so he's like so if you trying to be a rapper or trying to 
portray some type of uh like a certain uh, identity then it's gonna be found out the moment we walk into the waffle house and i think that's what uh, not the uh, waffle house little, yeah, little murder don't give you waffle house vibes anyway whatever I, he can't get the grand strong. he can't get the grand slam breakfast with uncle <laughs> <laughs> i think that's denny's but we'll we'll move on um but yeah i think little i think little murder uh that that dynamic is very clear and so if you if once you realize it and you're if, if, if you're okay with people being them, their truest self then that's not going to bother you at all but i think the dynamic between little murder spitting game and trying to you know woo uncle cliff and uncle cliff being very much seasoned and knowing right. and dealing with people and like that be before. and i don't mean to just jump in but that no, be my problem it. it's like okay if we doing what we doing and i'm not complaining why are you trying to sell me a dream <laughs> like why like i don't understand it like that selling like ooh. all right Listen, let me sell, let me mute selling my dreams, mic selling dreams is fun but uh I, so like, but think, for what though like i don't get it like i don't get it like that be my problem and like okay but let me okay my mic on mute let me shut up uh, i would say uncle zach chill <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no seriously so i i think bryce you make a very a very good point if you want to talk about like a, it's almost like a, a romeo and juliet type of story you know uncle cliff knows that this probably ain't the best thing for him but he likes the attention and Lil murder likes giving it to him but they're torn between uncle cliff being wise and knowing that this probably ain't gonna work out and and Lil murder you know trying to be a rapper and trying to be you know trying to live two lives almost and so that's a very like compelling thing to watch throughout the season and i think it's it's very good i think p valley touches on like bryce was saying all these social issues things that happen in real life that you might overlook people look down on strippers and and shouldn't people look down on uh non-conforming individuals and gay men and 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 you know, black people and women and you know people and this this show will challenge all of those biases and make you look at these people like these are real people and this is not just characters these, this is this is this is someone life and so i think i would recommend p valley for all the listeners bryce what do you think i absolutely would and i i truly i i'm just so mad that stars only gave it seven episodes however Mm -hmm. they did announce that it was renewed for season two so listen you know you got time but purple pants posse i'm telling you during this quarantine time while the kids is at virtual school and you losing your mind put on the p on your phone and get into it but i'm so grateful to have you Chappelle, here at the purple pants podcast where can people follow you at if they want to show you some love some crooked letter crooked letter love, love. <laughs> <laughs> i'm back i'm back love now, uh, you can follow me on uh on twitter at Chappelle's underscore show that's c-h-a-p-p-e-l-l-s underscore show um not like dave Chappelle, but you get it it's you know whatever but uh, you can follow me on there i tweet about black stuff and a big brother right now which is unfortunately not a black thing but whatever um and 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 i like to laugh so if you guys want to follow me if you enjoyed listening to me then yeah that's where i am say hi definitely i greatly appreciate you and purple pants posse please let me know what you thought about me and Chappelle's review of p valley and if you'd like to hear more of us together tweet me let us know let me know send me a message send me a dm all right and we're going to keep this men you rolling and keeping the menu rolling. I'm so excited. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I had my girl Jatia on. But listen, we got a lot to uncover in yes, Real Housewives. we do. We are talking about the Real Housewives of Potomac. Yes. And all the messiness and the husbands and the strip clubs and the listen. blue light specials. So I feel like we can just really unpack to last week's episode and then really give our listeners some context to like what has happened in other episodes that makes it this way. So, we just jumping right on into it. First of all, girl, how you doing? What's up? What's good? What's popping? What's up with my girl, Ashna? Hey! 
Hey, Ashna, you know, sometimes she's nice and sometimes she's not. We'll have to do that. Yes. Again. Your girl, Ashna, is great. Ashna, hold on. I don't want to say her name. I call her Bunny. On the, on. So <laughs> um, your little girl, my little girl, my four-year-old Bunny is doing great. You know, as she says, sometimes she's nice and sometimes she's not. Yes. So she is that's- good. She told me yesterday to uh, zip it, lock it, and put it in my pocket. So oh. that's what we're going to do. You better. Z- oh, wait, wait, wait. You better zip it, lock it, and put it in the pocket. Zip it, lock it, and put it in the pocket. Well, listen, I feel like Ashley Darby's husband needs to zip it, lock it, and put it in his pocket. Okay? Right, pocket deep in the pants, in the pants, so, in the drawers, put it, lock it down. Yes. So, uh, really, we've been, on the last couple of weeks, we've gone to Monique's Lake House. Now, I have to say, I normally don't like Monique. However, I was mm-hmm. really feeling a lot of the vibes. Monique and Giselle getting along, working together. Monique being the hostess with the mostest. You know, she has a beautiful home in Potomac. And then they have a lake house in Maryland, which is She actually two- has four houses, if you don't okay, remember girl. that. Okay. You home? You don't have a home? <laughs> okay. Yeah. In, in, my, in my Giselle Bryan voice, you don't have a home? Actually, so- I have four houses Uh, love it so we're at one of her four houses one of her four houses and what i love about monique is that she she's a talker she talks a lot she's got a podcast and she says that preparing for this uh the girls trip she was driving two hours one way each day to kind of get the house ready it's a huge home she's like you know i wanted to clean it make sure the sheets are ready so i was like yes i'm here for all of it we get to the home. She's got a guest house and, you know, her, Karen and Giselle ride together. Now, Karen is looking cute in her little crop top shirt or like, you know, little, uh, what you call it? Little, I would say a sweatsuit. But this is what I thought was funny was that like, uh, Karen seems to be coming for Giselle's outfits all the time. Giselle's like, <laughs> Karen's like, if Giselle wasn't such a pretty woman, I don't know what she would do. Now, here's the thing. I think Giselle is gorgeous. I think her personal style is fine. What The one thing I like about Giselle as a housewife is that she's very real. Like, I can relate to her. I feel like her fashion sense is an everyday style. It looks like she shops at Target, gets their little Target outfits, which are cute. Now, the one thing I will, uh, you know, little shade Giselle is her home decor her house is beautiful mm. but her home decor looks very cheap like you know girl hire a designer stop uh, stop going to Ross and Marshalls and getting paintings and putting them on their wall and all of that stuff because like when she takes us into her closet and we see her house I'd be like ooh girl yes so yeah not a fan of her decor but I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and say that you know she is um getting her stuff together like you know she's in renovations and so I I will give her that but you know yeah yeah what I really thought was interesting was the outfits when they was walking her and Wendy them was some ugly outfits like it was so ugly it was actually cute and I was like oh let me go on athlete and see what what they got so I'll give them that they were they were they stood out for sure and here's the one thing that I feel like since we're in this COVID time I been buying more active wear. I haven't really been wearing my like work casual clothes. They've been sitting in my dressers and closets and I'm more like, let me put on some Nike sweatpants and a hoodie and keep it moving. So like, I am I, I, I'll tell you this. I love a power dress, honey. I love give me house of cards. I'm about to rule the world, but in military hardware all day. But yes, I have also taken advantage of the Athleta cells. Like I'm on Athleta all the time and I got me some camo joggers. So I'm here for the ugly athleisure. 
Yes. And I actually have some Lulu men, Lululemon men's uh, running shorts that you actually got me a couple of years yes. ago. And I love them because they don't have the mesh in between it. Because sometimes the mesh kind of like hold things together. And when you run it, you just want to be, you know, you don't want to lock it, drop it. You don't always want <laughs> it in your pocket. <laughs> but... <laughs> Not you when know, you run it. <laughs> yes. You, you want that, that breathability. Um, another interesting thing about this uh, camping or, you know, lake house trip is that we were unsure whether or not if Candace was going to come. We know last season, we know Candace's first season, her and Monique were really good girlfriends. Last season, you know, they took a tumble in their friendship. You know, drag me, Monique, drag me. Well, and that's, that's gonna come in. So she, girl, you know, her wish so was granted. At the reunion, they vowed to work on their friendship. And we see in the season that there is a lot of divide. Now, as much as I love my girl, Giselle, she seems to be like, you know, stirring the pot with Candace and Monique, with Wendy and Karen. So Giselle is very in Giselle mode. And when Candace had her uh, one year anniversary, she invited old housewife Sharice. Now, Sharice and Monique were really good friends at one point, but now they're not. Sharice is running around town saying that, you know, uh, Monique and her trainer are not locking it and putting it in their pocket. And so Monique is not friendly with Sharice. Uh, and she feels as though Candace invited Sharice to the party to get under Monique's skin. And Giselle is kind of boiling in that pot. The last we see them, they kind of get into a little argument at Ashley's Sip and See the Baby. And so Monique is not, yeah, Monique is like, she's I don't know. Agitated. She's agitated. She's agitated. Right. So I'm gonna jump in here. She's agitated this season. That's uh, essentially what I see. She has, and I think it's a lot of pressure on her. You know, she's Patty Perfect. And so which no one is. And I think that the wall is crumbling this season. So and which is probably why I which is why probably I am liking Monique thus far, because the wall is crumbling. I don't like anybody. That's perfect. I like somebody to like show me your flaws and all and let me love on you like that. But okay, go ahead. But no, I understand because like me, you know, I try to be patty perfect, too. And then the wall comes crumbling down. It ain't never pretty. It's pretty damn ugly. So I think that the in this episode, the latest episode, she really you know, started to crumble. She got so upset when they were outside during that damn bonfire. And it was oh, really yeah. just, it was just really team too much, which, you know, I'm the captain of. And I just really think that, you know, she has a lot of stress. You see, they are showing more and more stuff about her husband and how he, you know, always wants to be on top of her. They brought up the vasectomy, which I am in full favor of personally. Um, it's time for y'all to take up some of this birth control here because we're tired, okay? We're tired. Um, so you say he needs to snip it, clip it, and put it in his pocket is what you for, say. Correct, for, correct, right? And, you know, Monique is talking about how when she goes out of town, she leaves him plenty of help and she's a little, you know, kind of miffed that he's not doing the same for her. So we see, well, you know, just the pressure building on her. And I, I feel like it is the constant Bravo, uh, like it is the Bravo spell that we see these time and time again, these housewives that come on that have these athlete husbands that live a very affluent life and they are accustomed to a certain thing. This is how they met their husband. This is how they've kept them thus far. Then they get on Bravo. They get a little fame. They start their business ventures and now they kind of want, they want things to change, which rightfully so. But at the same time, a lot of the times we see husbands putting up resistance because like this isn't really how our life started and this isn't really like what I married into. So we see that thread a lot. Although I'm all for women empowerment and I'm all for, you know, wanting to grow and 
be independent. However, it's hard sometimes for us to feel for Monique when the last three seasons, she, you've been saying, my life is perfect. My husband's the best. I love all of this. And now the wall is starting to crumble. So um, this is something that I see. I, I feel like a lot in relationships. Like typically it's like most of the relationships, one is the star and one is the support. And so when these women get on Housewives, that uh, relationship uh, balance starts to change. And so now they're becoming more the star and their husbands don't know how to be the support. And I mean, it's, it's a lot. So I get it. But yeah, I do understand and I commiserate with them. So they at the lake house. But before we finish up on the lake house, let's detour just a minute back to Miss Karen Huger. So I need to discuss her party and her fake Beyonce pink hat. Mm-hmm. I loved it because, again, like I said, I am the captain of Team Too Much. And I love Karen and all her too muchness. I love it, love it, love it when she gets sloppy. Um, like when it was down to the bar um, at the lake house and she was doing fireball shots, honey. And she started talking about moistness and all other kind of stuff. Her wig was shifting a little bit and I was here for it. I was here for every single second. Listen, I don't play with that fireball. I don't know if I ever told you the story, but maybe like six years ago, my friend Sarah got me a bottle of fireball for Christmas. And I remember I was like one just... One night, I'm like, oh, let me take a bath. And I took a shot of fireball. I was like, well, I don't feel mm. let me take another shot. I was like, mm. oh, great. Another one. In the bath, another one. And in the middle of the bath, my sister texted me and was like, hey, I'm going to this uh, New Year's Eve party. Do you want to come with me? Or just like, mm. it was right before New Year's Eve. I was like, sure. Child, by the time my sister got there, I was about eight fireball shots in and I felt great. But baby, when I stepped outside, hoo chile. Was and, this when you was taking the pictures with the bubbles? And the, yeah, uh, that was, uh, mm. So this was a while ago, girl. This is when I was like peeing on my... Mm. Instagram, okay? But this is like on my Instagram story. It it was just a mess. So ever since then, I don't ever really bang with the fireball. So yes, the fireball will get you every time. Now, another thing that a common thread that came up was that Ashley and Monique have made up and they really want to work on their friendship. Now, mind you, during the middle of the trip, Monique got a text message from a good, good girlfriend that work at a strip club. Mm. Okay, maybe not Mm. the pink, but a strip club basically said, girl, uh, Michael Darby is up in this club and he is uh, pushing up on strip talking about he trying to take somebody home and he is uh, basically saying he got a, a boyfriend and a girlfriend. and so no, a boyfriend like, oh, and a wife. A boyfriend. Oh, what did I say? A boyfriend and a boyfriend? <laughs> and a girlfriend. Oh, uh, he got a boyfriend and a wife or a boyfriend and a mustache or a boyfriend and a beard. That's like they like to say it. So Monique, given this information, and at first, a lot of the times I'd be thinking things on these shows are staged, but Monique's reaction to it. And then they actually break the fourth wall and we see production and Monique's like, we're going to like block this friend's contact out. Uh, She was visibly shaken. She ran down to the guest house where Robin and Giselle were staying and asked Giselle what to do. Giselle was like, listen, we got to bring this up to Ashley. We can't just let this marinate. We got to tell her. So Mm -hmm. they went out to like Bob's Crab Shack. Okay. Looking like a million dollars. Everybody at Bob's Crab Shacks with a shorts and flip-flops are looking at them like, what is going on? So They, they were looking getting, like a bag of money, as, okay. the, as the rappers say. So they get there, and Giselle kind of says to Ashley, like, hey, when we get back to the house, can me, you, and Candace have a talk? And instantaneously, Monique is like, hmm... So they get back to the house. Monique is setting up this fire pit, which I love a great fire pit. I think that it's amazing. It's so much fun. And after when the fire pit starts, Giselle and Candace go inside. They're waiting for Ashley to put baby Dean down. And Candace is uh, just like, you know, nervous, jittery. Giselle's like, listen, we're going to get this done. And so Monique keeps coming in like, y'all in here. What y'all in here doing? Why y'all ain't talk? Like, you know, I'm planning this fire. I'm planning this fire. And they're okay, like, girl, so listen, I we'll be out there. 
say that like I am typically team all the way team Monique, but she was just like harping on this. And I think part of this was she planned this perfect weekend and she ain't like where it was going and that she wasn't included. And she, and right, but- she made too much of this. No, she really did. And I feel like when you plan events and you invite people to your home, yeah, it's great to, and this is kind of like how you and I are. You're very itinerary oriented and I am more like, like, let's have an itinerary, but let, let, let the flow happen. And so I feel like this is where Monique needs to be like, okay, this is what we're doing. But you, if you say people to make themselves at home in your house, they don't have to participate in everything that you do. So Monique was obviously protrude by this. However, Ashley comes down. They, wait, wait, wait. I'm, we can go back to protrude. Protruded or no, protruded perturbed. or uh, perturbed, perturbed okay. by it. And so, but whatever, girl, it ain't none of your business. And so then Giselle's like, how do you know? We might be planning something for you. Just like trying to like very lighthearted get her out the way. So after yes. she gets out the way, Ashley comes down, they break the news to Ashley. And to me, Ashley is not surprised. Ashley reveals to us that she smells Michael's underwear. She checks emails. So look, for me, it's, look, it's listen, they, it's for me, no, that's no, no, like, no, girl, you've been down this ride look, before. We gonna slow down for a minute because I'm gonna tell you right now, if I'm sniffing your drawers, I ain't even got to sniff them. If I, if, Hello? I the, if I want to sniff your drawers, it's a problem. So, listen, that's my hell. There you go. That I I completely agree with that. However, I felt like for camera, Ashley handled it well. She mm-hmm. was uh, very receptive to instead of bringing it up as in the group how Giselle normally would do it. They mm-hmm. privately brought her in, and that you know she appreciated. And then my new Candace was like, "Girl, her reaction was very telling." And yeah, but we'll leave that for the snippet of next week, and then we'll get into Monique a little bit. So then that night was the fireball shot, Karen was getting litty, litty, litty. And then the next day, Giselle had to go because she was possibly receiving a literary award. And literary I just love a liter. Yes. And I love Robin. Robin reminds me of my best friend, Dara. She is like calm. She's cool, but she know the tea. She's quick to get you together if she needs you to get together. But she's really like a low key and loving spirit. So mm-hmm. uh, okay. Monique really kind of lit. The next morning, everyone comes down and Monique really goes off at, uh, at Candace and Ashley like, why? y'all is doing this at like at my house and y'all Again, y'all isolated she yourself just left that alone i agree she should not have but you know um that it is what it is she ain't leaving alone she should have left that one on alone she should have absolutely left it alone. So then, uh, you know, Ashley opens up to the group about what happened. And Monique is like bothered by it again because she's like, here, Candace is meddling in somebody else's marriage mm-hmm. and stuff. Now, mind you, in Candace's past, yeah, she was very messy. However, in this situation, I felt like she handled it rather appropriately. But Monique continued to go for Candace. Ashley kind of like left. They all went outside to enjoy some mimosas and some like, you know, muffins. And Robin and Wendy were chatting. And then Candace and uh, Monique came out and again Monique was just very aggressive towards Candace and right and, listen, and I think and, Candace did the right thing by just yes. leaving it all alone and walking away she ain't grab no butter knives she ain't do none of that and she, she did and so I thought it was great that she just you know shut it down so good thing I'm glad Candace is learning Absolutely. And for me, it's really seeing like the unraveling of Monique and like, girl, you really are pressed and bothered by Ashley. So fast forward, Ashley goes home. She allegedly says that she talks to Michael. She calls Michael while she's in the car with baby Dean. And Michael is like, she's like, hey, babe, just call and check on you. He's like, I'm at work eating lunch. And she's like, okay, I'm just checking on you. He's like, I know I'm at work eating lunch. Like, okay, if Michael would have said that one more time, it's going to come through the TV and pop him. But then we learn that 
later in that day, literally like an hour later, the blogs broke that the stripper that Michael took to a hotel took photos of him. Mm, and they're all house. over the blogs and all of the housewives are talking about it. And in true Bravo form, that's kind of where it ends. But bang, bang, next week on the episode, it looks like they're at somebody's event and Ashley is kind of letting the group knows what happens. And it looks like that Candace and Monique, okay, you drag me, Monique. And it looks like Monique actually might be dragging Candace uh, next episode. However, in true Bible fashion, they'll probably wait until the last three minutes of the episode to get to the fight. And as soon as the fight starts, it's going to be for next week. So listen, I'm excited. What I mean, which what you think about, and I mind you, and I really do, uh, although if it's Monique or Candace, I probably am team Candace, but baby, I think Monique is going to drag Candace. Um, yeah, I think it's that she shall be dragging. So, um, <laughs> I, you know, the Monique ain't no damn punk, baby. I don't know who told you or what. She ain't no punk. So, yeah, she's going to get drugged because um, they're going to work out. Okay. She, yes. she's not for lazy moms. Okay. So, she's oh, going to get. Yes. She's going to get all of that. Um, And I think it's going to be very unfortunate because she just like lets people get her go and she should not let her do that. And I really hate to see women who I feel like are professional women just resort to that. Um, Because, okay, so this is my thing, right? Like I came from a working class neighborhood where, honey, you you could get some. Okay, you could you could catch them hands at any point in time during the day. And I think as a black woman at a certain point in time, you know, you evolve past that because violence don't solve things because, look, it's been plenty of ass whoopings doled out and no behavior has been changed. And Listen. so I correct. So um, you should be able to move past that and be and work things out. Um, and I feel bad that it's going to come to this. So do I. And I always feel like I'm on a road for a better Bryce. But listen, sometimes it's those people that can bring it out of you. And we really have to rise to the occasion. And I am for everything that you said. Although when it comes to reality TV, I ain't opposed to people putting a pause on other people, even though I I condone it. But for a a deep guilty pleasure of mine is like, okay, I want to see it. But I don't really want to see them fight. This is is Bravo. This ain't World Star. Like, and so I... But every time I think about like I'd be wanting to hurt people, but it's like that's not how you actually serve your solve Absolutely. your problems. So yeah, you I mean it's nice. It's nice and it's drama. And I'm just thinking, you know, what why did I do all this work to get out of this working class neighborhood if I'm just about to go up in corporate meetings and put hands on people? So that's very much that, so true. Yeah, that and the fact that I feel like I wouldn't make it in prison um makes me <laughs> be nonviolent. Cause I'm like, yeah, I might be able to put paws on somebody in the street, you know, but like prison, like I watch Orange is the New Black and I ain't got it in me. So well, I, I would definitely say if you were in prison, I'd definitely be your pen pal and write you. But you know, <laughs> no, you, you <laughs> maybe know. I can be on love after lockup, right? Listen, you and Graham, I'm here <laughs> for it. But I'm so glad to have you here to wrap up and we will Listen, we will report back in a couple of weeks. The tea on the fight. Thank you so much, Jatia. It's yes. always a pleasure to have you here on the Purple Pants Podcast. Thank you. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Love it. You know, we're going to recap later. It's a purple pants pick. It's a purple pants pick. If you hurry up quick, it's a purple pants pick. Yeah. 
And we are on to one of my favorite segments of the podcast, Purple Pants Picks. You pick your baby boy, say it. Now to some of my Purple Pants posse, you already know how it works. To my new listeners, let me break it down for you. The Purple Pants Picks is a segment where literally you pick the topic and I talk about it. It can be anything. It could be from movies. It could be from social justice. It could be from health and wellness. It could be a question, even though you can keep your questions for advice with Bryce. But literally anything you pick, I say. And I normally post to my Instagram, Bryce Isaiah, on a Saturday morning. I'll say drop your topics and you guys put in the question box what you want your baby boy to say. And you know I already got you. So listen, I've been chattering away. So listen, let's get into the first purple pants pick. The first purple pants picks comes from Gerard was here and he writes Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars. You know what, all you cool cats and kittens, baby. So by the time this podcast comes out, the first episode will have already aired with Miss Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars. I, listen, the Tiger King phenomenon has taken every aspect of our life. It has definitely got us through the first quarter of quarantine. And baby, listen, Miss Carol Baskin said, oh, you think I'm a one-hit wonder? Okay, she back for Dancing with the Stars. And literally, I think she's going to kill it. <laughs> okay, and I don't mean her husband. It's like, no, I feel like Carol going to have two left feet. And if she come out to dance into Eye of the Tiger, I'm going to be screaming. But as much as I love to hate on Carol Baskin, I, I low-key am excited. Like, I, I want to see what she going to wear. You going to have some cheetah print on, girl? What's the tea? So <laughs> I just love me some Carol Baskin, even though I do think she killed her husband. Okay, listen, okay, rest in peace to him. Okay, find out who did it. Where are the remains of her husband? Let's keep it rolling. What's the next Purple Pants pick? The next Purple Pants picks comes from Paw Paw Lauren. She would like to know, are you in a fantasy football league? Hey, Paw Paw Lauren, long time, no Purple Pants pick. What's the tea, girl? Uh, So am I in a fantasy football? No. I mean, a fantasy football league? No. Am I in a fantasy with a couple of football players in my head? That would be a yes. Okay. Now, listen, football has evolved from where it was a long time ago. I remember when I was younger, my brothers used to watch football, and I'd be like, oh, my God, what is this? But, baby, now with the 4K TV, ooh, you could, you could see everything, okay, when they sweaty. So, listen, I'm here for some football, and it kind of just takes our mind away from a lot of different things. So, I am not in a fantasy football league. But you already know, it's go Eagles, okay? Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! All right, what's the next Purple Pants pick? Spider-Man says, is curious, have you ever watched Queen Sugar? Spider-Man says, well, of course I've watched Queen Sugar. What you know about Charlie? Okay, I watched Queen Sugar, I would say, religiously the first two seasons that it came out. Queen Sugar definitely had my Thursday nights popping. I definitely put my mom on the Queen Sugar. I definitely put my friend Sarah on the Queen Sugar. So I love Queen Sugar. I love the the African-American family experience. I love the breakdown of the siblings. I love the fact that there are they hustling to get the farm together. So I love it all. I will have to say I have not been more current on the upcoming seasons or like, you know, past season two of Queen Sugar. But I definitely have it on my list of when we go into wintertime to really catch up on Queen Sugar because it's a really good show. And I want to see where Charlie and her boyfriend at. I want to see what the brother is and what's the uh, the shady sister Nova. Now, I like Nova, but she's shady. 
So if you guys haven't checked out Queen Sugar, it's definitely a show that I would recommend, even though I haven't seen past season three. But listen, if y'all seen it, let me know if I definitely should dive back into some Queen Sugar. What is the next purple pants pick? Baby boy Jonathan Rose 10 wants to know, how did Zaddies become your thing? Baby boy Jonathan Rose, hey, um, how did Zaddies become my thing? I don't really know. You know me, I, I love a good Zaddy. So, I mean, maybe that's why I think the, the Zaddy calendar obviously came about when I was on RHAP with the baby boy Robert. And, you know, I always try to make sure Robert stays down in his urban almanac. And so I'm always teaching him, you know, the new slang or what's going on. Like, it's a lot. And I think at the time, Zaddy's might have come out and I was telling him what a Zaddy is. And I think one of the listeners asked if I had to put together a calendar. And from there, you know, the Zaddy experience has been a phenomenon of itself. And if you don't know, you know the Bryce Isaiah 2021 Zaddy calendar is available at Bryce-Isaiah.MyShopify.com. You better hurry up and click that link and get them while they hot. Because they going like hotcakes. They going like a hottie, hottie Zaddy cake. But yeah, Jonathan Rose, I mean, listen, I, I love, you know, a Zaddy. So I think that that's really, uh, I just lean into it. I, I, if a Zaddy is somebody that I can appreciate, show love to, and, and they easy on the eyes, then that's really how it has become my thing. And I, I'm very appreciative of my Zaddy calendars, and I'm very appreciative of a nice looking Zaddy. <laughs> yes. What's the next purple pants pick? Tams is 99 would like to know what is your favorite summertime food? Whoo, baby boy, that's a hard one. And especially with summer literally like four to five days away from ending, I don't want to think about it. But I would have to say probably my favorite summertime food. Um, hard, hard, hard pick. But your baby boy definitely loves a hot sausage on the grill. Okay, I like my hot sausage a little burnt. Okay, burn it up a little bit, get a little crispy and charred. That's probably one of my favorite summertime delicacies, a hot sausage, a hot dog, a hamburger, some barbecue chicken on the grill. I definitely love the grill and it with with COVID being how it has changed our summer. I've definitely spent a lot of time at friends' houses on Sundays on the grill and so with a little Sunday brunch. So it's definitely, you know, just brought a lot of relaxation and just clarity to my life of barbecuing. And so for me, barbecuing is my favorite summertime food. And I know you're like, well, that's not really a food, Bryce, but anything you could throw on the grill to eat, you know, you ever had grilled watermelon before? Ooh, like literally grilling a whole watermelon, not cutting it in half, putting it on the grill and grilling it, baby. I love some sweet corn. I love some potatoes. I love some, uh, what you call it, tomatoes with a little basil uh, and some olive oil. Ooh, I love some vegetables. Ooh, baby. I love some shrimp, some shish kebab, some steak, baby. Somebody liked the grill. Somebody liked the grill and invite your baby boy over. I put my mask on, my gloves, and my hand sanitizer, and I'm going to make a plate, and I'm going to be out, okay? Yes, I, ooh, how do I say goodbye to what we 
we that's boys the men if y'all don't know we the good times Away to bed. Okay, uh, my single voice ain't there today. Shout out to boys the men from Philly. But yes, I love the summer. And it really leads me to a topic that I want to talk about uh, with the summer ending, but I'll save that for another time. But I've really been like trying to curate some topics to come up and I really came up with a good one kind of leading into the end of the summer and really preparing our mind, body and soul for the winter time. So make sure you guys keep a lookout for an upcoming podcast about that because I really want to dive deep into that. And I've really been journaling. Oh, you li- listen, okay, your baby boy trying to take my own advice. You know, I'm still on that road to a better Bryce and I've been trying to journal my ideas and my thoughts because a lot of the times they like come to me and then I forget them. So it's important for me to write it down. So I just wanted to mention that. But as we say goodbye to the summer, baby, don't leave me. And like the summer leaving, what is the last purple pants pick of this episode? The final purple pants pick comes from Miss Ladybug215. She would like to know, how do you manage all your friendships? You seem like you care about all of your friends. Does it ever take a toll on you? Well, hello, Miss Ladybug215. Hey, Philly in the area. Um, That is a really, really, really good question. I really feel like my purple pants posse is in tune with me and my life. And so that question could not have come at such a more relevant time. So, yes, I would say that I have a a lot of friends, um, but I I probably would say I have a really close circle of maybe five people in my life that I truly care about their well-being, their health and just be us being in a very good place at all times. And sometimes that can be problematic uh, in the sense that my life in the last like two years has definitely changed in how I move and how I operate. And I am, you know, I, I like I said, I'm on a road to a better Bryce. And sometimes being on a road to a better Bryce, I have to put myself first. I have to say no to a lot of things and saying no to things sometimes can be difficult, but it really is a sign of growth that, listen, I can't do everything that I want to do because putting myself first, I have to make sure that I have time for myself and that I have time to do the things that I want to do. And like with this podcast, it's very important to me. So I, I, I don't participate in a lot of the things that I used to because I want to make sure that I am dedicating time to my podcast. I want to make sure that I'm dedicating time to my mental health. I want to make sure that I'm dedicating time to my physical well-being, which in a whole separate story of a story, I haven't been doing as well. I haven't been as physically active as I would like to be. So I'm holding myself accountable and trying to, again, put myself first. And with putting myself first can be problematic in my friend circle because some of my friends I see more often than not other of my friends that I've been friends with for like over 20 years that life has changed they've they are engaged they have children that are life. it's not that they don't line up anymore but with any friendship it's a relationship and with a relationship there are give and takes there's peaks and valleys and you have to work and it's work essentially and sometimes we can get lazy with it and if we are accustomed to talking on a a certain type of consistency and seeing each other and that doesn't happen that can be that can cause friction and cracks and a lot of the times when those friction and cracks happen you've got to be able to have a vulnerable and open conversation to talk about that with your friends uh about what has happened, how it's made you feel, and how you yourself can do better. Um, and so a lot of the times with the, the very close friend circle that I have, 
I'm moving and shaking. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And sometimes my friends see that on on social media and, and then they think that I am like spending I'm not putting the energy into them and spending it with other friends. And sometimes like I even had a conversation with my sister and I was like, don't go by what you see on social media. Go by what the energy and the contact that I give you, because sometimes I might post something that I did yesterday that I I just forgot to post. And then you'll see it today. Like, oh, Bryce could have called me and. Again, I can even use my sister as an example where I literally had that conversation with her and, you know, kind of made it seem and I was vulnerable in the sense of like just because you see on social media really at home, I'm lonely and I'm feeling like no one's reaching out to me. And we were in this kind of like weird back and forth thing, but we weren't really telling each other how we feel. And I really just was vulnerable and told her that. And since then, we have made changes to make sure that we communicate regularly because my sister and I are more of phone people. We can text, but we can, you know, but we like to like hear each other's voices. And so it's really just kind of reconnecting with each of my friends and kind of like showing them love and support and kind of trying to meet their needs. But again, at times it can be difficult when you have such a a large friend circle. But I think that it's important to have a large friend circle because each friend gives me something different, helps me out and in a different way, supports me in a different way. Um, And so for me, it's just really important to for my 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 whatever that is my close immediate friend circle for us always to be on one accord and if we're not i i get upset and i i really try to go out of my way to like figure it out and so you know i'm not perfect i, I struggle in some areas sometimes i'm not the best friend that I, I could be and i need my friends to hold me accountable and let me know what i'm not doing because in order for me to help change and help grow i need real people to not always show me the good and the light about your baby boy, but really hold me accountable. And that's the one thing that I can say with all of my friends is that we have open and honest relationships and conversations. And those conversations truly help me to grow. So I am just super, super grateful for my very close friendship knit of like five people. And I just want to give a huge shout out to my girl, Dara, my girl, Sarah, my sister, Erica, my friend, Wendeezy, my brother, Rodney. Like those people are like just people that I, I communicate very regularly and their friendship truly means the world to me. I don't even, that, I didn't think that question was going to go that long. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. But let me know, Purple Pants Posse. Tweet me if you feel like you sometimes have to play a juggling act with managing your friendships and making sure you spend enough time with this friend, making sure you spend enough time with that friend, making sure you are in your friend's children's life, making sure you got enough time for your own personal life. It's a lot. I'm, I'm juggling and I can't even juggle. So that was a really good purple pants pick make sure you guys tweet me and let me know how you guys juggle your friendships and that's going to conclude this week's purple pants picks make sure you guys are on the lookout every saturday to my instagram page bryce isaiah i'll post a photo of some purple pants and say drop your topics and get your purple pants picks in of whatever you want nothing's off topic listen we go together here so i got you who's the freak who's the freak who's the Freak of the week. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? 
Might be me, might be you, might be. Okay, that's a jam. Shout out to Jason Curtis Rivera. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week, baby. And I have a funny, funny, funny one. Well, it's not really funny, but it is kind of funny one for you this week. So, you know me, minding my business, but listen, this week, my Freak of the Week didn't come from the Insta, or the Facebook, or the Twitters. So, this week, I'm just minding my business on the weekend, and Sunday night, or Sunday morning, I had got an email, and I was, like, checking my Sunday, my my Sunday, I was checking my emails, and I had saw the email from Danny Lou. Yes, first of all, let's give a huge shout out to Danny Lou from the Amazon, who happens to be Mr. September of the Bryce Isaiah 2020 Zaddy calendar. Oh, yes, listen, okay, we in this Zaddy game. So, back to Danny Lou. So, I'm just scrolling through my email because I try to stay on top of my emails because, listen, emails be, and okay, random, random, random subjects. So, I was having this conversation with Jatia the other day. And this isn't about Freak of the Week. This is just random because it just popped into my head. And you know how we flow on a Purple Pants podcast. So last week I was talking to Jatia and Jatia is a email girl. She will get off the phone and like she'll send me cliff notes of our conversations. And I'm like, oh, okay. And the other day she was like, you don't always respond to my emails. And I had to realize... I'm just not an email person. I'm more of a text or a call person. And I think because I, you know, have so many jobs and I, whenever I am at work, I'm always checking an email. So the last thing that I want to do when I get off work is check my email. So I was telling Jatia, like, girl, I just, I think when I see an email, it automatically gives me anxiety because I'm like, oh, what do I got to do? What is this? What's late? What's the deadline? Even when it is regarding my personal email. So I've just never really been a huge responder of the emails. But, you know, Jatia had brought it to my attention. So I'm like, okay, girl, I will get better at that. But I'm like, girl, you know, you could just text me, you know, but you know, whatever her love language emails. So I got to work on that. So I'm minding my business, y'all, and I am checking my emails on Sunday and I see an email from Danny Lou. And I'm like, oh, baby boy. I'm like, now the first thing that popped into my mind is like, why is he emailing me? But I'm like, okay, I'm like, he got my number, I think, or he could DM me. So I'm like, let me read the email. So let me read y'all this email, okay? It reads from Danny Lou. Hi, how are you? How's everything going with you and the family? Thanks. I'm like, okay. I'm like, hey, Danny, everything's well. Here's my number if you want to text me. Then he writes back. I'm good and happy to hear from you. I need a quick favor for you. I don't know if you're busy or not. What I need at the store because I can't get it here. It's very urgent. So I'm like, okay, no, this don't sound like him. But you know me, I be newsy. So I'll be like, hey, what's up? What do you need? He then writes back. I need to get an Amazon gift card or eBay gift card. I could not get it here. I tried to purchase it online, but unfortunately, no luck with that. Can you get it from any store around you? I'll pay you back as soon as I am back. Well, where are you that you're not back? Okay, that was coming through my head. But anyway, back to the email. Kindly let me know if you can handle this so I know how to get the card. Awaiting your soonest response. And then at that point, I'm like, okay, I ain't responding to that. Okay, this sounds like a spam email. Then they write back, hey, here's my number. Let's catch up late this week, Saturday, if you're free. Now, mind you, this is Sunday, so you need to tell me that I got to send you an Amazon gift card right now. 
but you can't call me until Sunday. Next Saturday. Hmm. Little fishy, right? So then this number starts calling me and I'm like, I don't know who this is. And, and listen, I don't know about y'all, but I screamed my calls because child, if I get another, hey, Bryce, this is Sue from the Democratic Party and we want to make sure we can child. If I get another one of them text messages or calls, I'm a scream. Um, so I just be screening my calls. Then the call. Then I started getting text messages like, hey, it's Dan. Call me. I'm like, what the hell? But. Nevertheless, I'm like, this ain't really him. So let me go on about my business. So then, which was funny, was uh, Lauren Ashley Beck from season 39. She had texted me later that day and screenshotted me an email from quote unquote Danny Lou. And she like, isn't this uh, one of your friends? Like, what's going on? And so I started cracking up and I started writing back like, I'll because I want to see what she going to say. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, what is what are they saying? And then she's like, he's asking for a gift card. And so I start cracking up and I'm like, Lauren, it's obviously spam. He got hacked or something. And then Lauren Ashley Beck was like, well, I don't really know him. I, I you know, he might have needed a gift card. So I'm cracking up like, OK, Lauren, you think a random survivor player is going to go find your email and email you for an, an Amazon gift card? Now, mind you, I might have to start trying that around the holidays. I'm going to start emailing of people like hey kindly could you help me get a ebay or amazon gift card like lauren girl you think danny lou really need an amazon gift card so later that night i after cracking up i had e no i didn't email him i did not email danny lou i text him and sent him a screenshot of it and i'm like baby boy is this you and Dan was like, no, uh, maybe you're like the seventh person that has texted me about this. He was like, obviously, a spammer must have got my email. And I'm, I was like, yeah, that's so crazy. And then I was cracking up because I was like, you know, if you need it, an Amazon gift card, you know, your baby boy got you. So we kind of cleared that up. And he was like, do people really fall for this? And so I actually was like talking to him. And I'm like, I would never fall for it because when people that I know email me and they use things like high, urgent, kindly request, I'm like, okay, that's a spam. But I'm thinking like somebody like my mom or people of an older generation that might get an email that is from a familiar name and they're corresponding and let an email be like, say from Bryce to my mom. And it's like, Hey mom, I'm stuck somewhere. Could you please send me something? My mom would be right on it. So, and you know, around like the tax season with the IRS, these spammers, they'll get people's numbers and like threaten people. Like you didn't pay your taxes. You owe us $700. You have to pay it now or we're sending the police to your house. And some older people really get scared and literally give their credit card information and have these scammers charge their card. First of all, send the popo. Send the popo to my house. I would love it. Okay? I would love it. Um, so those scams are rather scary. So make sure you guys are careful out there. Not sending no Amazon gift cards to no Danny Lou, okay? But in the essence of just it being funny that I was saying like, well, if you really need a gift card, baby boy, I got you. And Danny, Dan was cracking up. And I was like, do you mind if I use this for the freak of the week? And he was like, absolutely. So make sure you guys go. Okay, listen.
to Daniel Lou's Instagram, which is Daniel Lou Official, and under any comments or under any photo, because he don't post that often, but literally write Freak of the Week, do you need an Amazon gift card? Okay. And let your baby boy know he is the Freak of the Week. Or is it him? Or is it the spammer, Danny Lou, is the Freak of the Week? I don't know. You guys decide. And that's this week's Freak of the Week. And if we are at Freak of the Week, then that means we are concluding another amazing episode. Shout out to Brandon Chappelle, who helped us cover P-Valley. And please tweet me. Let me know what you thought of our review. And if I should have Brandon back to help me cover some other things. Shout out to my girl, Jatia. Shout out to Idol Chatter for my amazing interview with them this week. So, guys, make sure you go. Check them out. Send them some love. Listen to the podcast. Follow them. They're amazing. And to Sunday, my girl, she's always in my thoughts and prayers. And, yes, let's go. Make sure we go out and support the Sunday buff, the stage has been set well listen guys i'ma talk to you i'ma call y'all back next week you know where to find me it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick it's the purple pants podcast you better listen in public might make your stomach hurt it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to unwind you better get that box wine it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to get your snack? You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.